Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. This week, we return to our regular feature, Hell's Video Store, which, well, pretty much does what it says on the packet. I watch some of the world's worst films so you don't have to. Although in this case, after hearing Hell's Video Store, you might want to. Because this week, we're looking at Caligula. Cruelty for cruelty, lust for lust. A film that tells the truth as no film ever dared. Malcolm McDowell, Teresa Ann Savoy, Helen Moran, Peter O'Toole, John Gielgud, in the most controversial film ever made. Caligula, no rumor can match the reality. Now, over the years, I have said and written an awful lot about Caligula, probably much more than is healthy. But here's the thing. Caligula is, on one level, a total disaster. And yet, I have always believed that somewhere in the middle of that disaster, there is a masterpiece struggling to get out. My old editor at Time Out magazine, Jeff Andrew, once said to me, your problem is that you won't give up on a lost cause. He was also the person who reminded me that director Tinto Brass was a filmmaker of whom the phrase, where there's muck, there's brass, was once coined. I am also willing to accept that it may well be that after all the evidence is looked at, Caligula is simply a disaster. But something within me tells me that there is something else there, and you know what? I'm not alone. Caligula was a problem from the outset. It began life as a script written by Gore Vidal, called, well, Gore Vidal's Caligula. The film was produced by Bob Guccione, who owned Penthouse magazine, and who would be the cause of many of the problems that it would encounter over the years. It's probably now best known as the most expensive and, for a while, the most successful pornographic feature ever made. This despite the fact that it contained A-list stars like Malcolm McDowell, Helen Mirren, John Gielgud and Peter O'Toole. When the film began, Bob Guccione decided that what he wanted to do was to make the Citizen Kane of adult features. He wanted to make a movie that included adult material, and considering that he owned Penthouse magazine, I think we know what that means, but also was made properly, like a real film, with real actors and real sets, and he wanted to start with a real script, written by a real writer. Enter Gore Vidal with a script called Gore Vidal's Caligula. 
Initially, Guccione wanted John Houston to direct Caligula. John Houston was having nothing to do with it, and after seeing Tinto Brass's Salon Kitty, a Nazi exploitation movie that had some art house cachet, Guccione decided that he'd found his man. Tinto Brass was signed on to direct, and immediately problems started to happen. Tinto Brass read Gore Vidal's Caligula and decided that the script was frankly not up to snuff, so he started rewriting it. Gore Vidal promptly decided that he didn't like Tinto Brass's rewrites and wanted his name taken off the project. So, just to recap, Gore Vidal wanted his name taken off a project that was actually called Gore Vidal's Caligula and remained being called Gore Vidal's Caligula through a lot of the production, despite the fact that Gore Vidal had taken his name off it. Gore Vidal took his name off it because he fell out with Tinto Brass, the director. Later, Tinto Brass, the director, would fall out with Bob Guccione, the producer, and would attempt to have his name taken off the project that was now just called Caligula. In fact, in all finished versions of Caligula, and there are many, there is no director credit. It says simply, principal photography by Tinto Brass, and editing by the production. There were also several cast members who attempted to have their names and faces removed from the production. Sadly, they were in the film and there was nothing they could do about it. But that didn't stop lawsuits flying around, including lawsuits from some of the penthouse pets who Bob Guccione got in to spice up the production. As for that script, Tinto Brass once said, If I ever get really cross, I'll just release Gore Vidal's script which subsequently has happened. I have existed from the morning of the world, and I shall exist until the last star falls from the night. Although I have taken the form of Caius Caligula, I am all men as I am no man, and therefore I am... a god. I shall wait for the unanimous decision of the Senate, Claudius. All those who say I, say I. 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 filming on Caligula, which is a story of power corrupting, began in Rome in 1976. The story was fairly straightforward. Somebody ascends to power, their power becomes absolute and they become absolutely corrupted. And then during the second half of the film, they start to turn that corruption against those around them, realising that everybody in power has been corrupted by a desire to save their own arses. And there are a lot of arses on display in Caligula. The film was shot at Cinecittà in Rome, using one of the largest sets ever constructed, designed by Danilo Donati, who was a very, very respected set designer. The cast, as I said before, was headed up by Malcolm McDowell, who starred in Clockwork Orange, and with whom there's a very good interview here on this podcast. Just go back through the archive, because he does talk a little bit about Caligula. It was Malcolm McDowell who got Helen Mirren involved in Caligula because he'd worked with her on Oh Lucky Man, alongside such names as Peter O'Toole and John Gilgood. Maria Schneider was originally cast as Drusilla, Caius Caligula's sister with whom he has an affair. Apparently, the moment she saw the costumes, which really aren't much more than diaphanous drapes that don't cover up anything at all, she decided that she didn't want to be in the film. So instead, the role went to Theresa Ann Savoy, who had starred in Salon Kitty, and at that point was something of a rising star. 
principal photography began in Rome, and McDowell recalls a brilliant story about turning up on his first day on the set. He got to the dressing room, was dressed up as Caligula, and started the long walk down the corridor towards the huge set designed by Danilo Donati. As he approached the set, he saw John Gilgood coming off the set. "'Dear boy,' said Gilgood, "'have you been on the set yet?' "'No,' replied Malcolm McDowell. "'I've just got here.' "'My God, I've never seen so much cock in all my life,' said Gilgood, a refrain to which he would return when the film finally opened. As for the rest of the actors, not all of them got on. Malcolm McDowell very much liked Tinto Brass and is reported to have referred to him as maestro. Peter O'Toole, however, didn't like him, although Guccione didn't like Peter O'Toole and said that he never once saw him sober. This may be because the character he was playing was a habitual drunk, or it may be that Guccione was just getting his own back on everybody who had started badmouthing him, which, by that point, was pretty much everybody. As I mentioned before, Guccione got a number of penthouse pets to spice up the cast, but Tinto Brass didn't really think that that was what he wanted and kept them in the background, instead foregrounding character actors who Guccione later referred to as, and I'm quoting, ugly. Filming proceeded apace with loads and loads of stories coming out of Chinichita about what was going on on set, including absolutely unfounded rumours of bestiality. This was, after all, the 1970s, in the age before the internet could quickly clear up any factual confusion, like today. After principal photography was completed, Guccione embarked upon his rough cut. He was roughly 84 minutes into the rough cut before Guccione saw it, and decided that he was going to fire Tinto Brass. What was the problem? Well, according to Guccione, Brass had made something that was vulgar and ugly. According to Brass, he had made something that was actually profound and art house, but which Guccione didn't like because it didn't have enough penthouse pets in it. And so, Guccione, having looked at the material, fired Brass, fallen out with the cast and decided to basically re-edit the film to his own tastes, decided that what it needed was more sex. So Guccione and Giancarlo Louis snuck back onto the set at Chinichita and filmed a series of hardcore sex scenes that they would then cut into Tinto Brass's original photography. The fact that these scenes are filmed in a way which is nothing like any of the Tinto Brass material didn't seem to matter. In fact, watching the long Guccione version with the inserted hardcore photography, it's rather like accidentally switching channels on a TV. As Malcolm McDowell said, there was one scene in which his character of Caligula was meant to be looking at his horse, but in the final Guccione version, he turned out to be looking at two frolicking lesbian pets. Also, a crucial scene involving Teresa Ant, Savoy, Helen Mirren and Malcolm McDowell in the Guccione version now stars two penthouse pets in the room next door who can be spied upon through a hole in the wall. Unsurprisingly, once the camera's gone through the hole in the wall, it doesn't come back. The result was unsurprisingly controversial. According to Tinto Brass, what began as a film about the orgy of power ended up as a film about the power of the orgy lawsuits abounded with everybody suing everybody else including as i mentioned earlier the penthouse pets and everybody calling each other names none of them good at the Cannes film festival a work print which had a reported running time of 210 minutes but might have been longer no one's quite sure was screened to distributors this work print was held for a long time to be a tinto brass version although as we now know it wasn't it was the guccione recut after years of trouble, problems, controversial lawsuits and back-and-forth name-calling, 
Caligula finally opened in the US in February 1980, and it went on to gross $23 million, making it then the highest grossing porno film ever made. Censorship and obscenity charges followed it wherever it went. In the UK, the film was only allowed into the country on the condition that the print was transported from the airport under a police escort to the offices of the British Board of Film Classification, where, under the leadership of James Furman, then the chief censor, many weeks were spent re-editing the footage, taking out the hardcore inserts that Guccione put in, replacing them with alternative footage, and generally trying to get the film into a state whereby it no longer contravened Britain's Obscene Publications Act. Now, obviously, times have since changed, and the Guccione version is now available on DVD, but back then, it was considered to be a real cause celeb. I finally saw the film at the Prince Charles in London, where they played a long version of it, although without the hardcore porn, but with a whole bunch of other stuff. It ran to about two and a half hours, if memory serves. Meanwhile, a shorter version played at cinemas around the country. Not the shortest version, that still remains the R18 rated video version of the film, which was marketed entirely to the sex market and clocked in at just about 90 minutes. What's that smell? What's been, Caesar? What have you been taking? Just a medicine, but to what off the fever? Did you give him medicine for the fever? Well... Yes or no? No, no, no. Jamelus. Are you accusing your sovereign of being a poison? But I never accused you, Caesar. You took an antidote before coming to my table, which is tantamount to accusing me of poisoning you. That is all! Is it not? Caligula! Kyria, arrest Jamelis for treason. Guards, take him away. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Beloved grandfather. Do your dance, boy. My dance? Yes. The one you delighted the army with when your father made you its mascot. Come on. Little books. I've forgotten it, Lord. Oh, dance for me. 
delight me. little fishies. Fishies. All right, my little fishies. Come in, all of you. The reviews for Caligula when it came out were not good. Roger Ebert, who walked out before the end, gave it zero stars, calling it, and again I'm quoting, sickening, Utterly worthless, shameful trash. In the two hours of this film that I saw, there were no scenes of joy, natural pleasure or good sensual cheer. There was, instead, a nauseating excursion into base and sad fantasies. Rex Reed concurred. He called it a trough of rotten swill, whilst Variety described the movie as a moral holocaust. As I said, the reviews were not good. Years later, however a strange reassessment started to happen. Two versions, as I mentioned before, were released in the UK, and the full UK version came out on video, as did that shortened, cut-down R18 version. But everyone knew that no version of the film that existed was the version that Tinto Brass, or indeed his cast, including Malcolm McDowell, had set out to make. And stories about a superior cut of Caligula were circulating for years. Round about the turn of the century, I was involved in a recut of Caligula, done by Channel 4, initially for the Film 4 channel. We had an idea which went something like this. The longest version of the film was the American hardcore version of the film that included all the Guccione inserts of hardcore pornography. If we took that version and took the hardcore porn out of it, wouldn't we arrive at something that was closer to Tinto Brass's original cut than the version that had been circulating round without his name on it. We knew we were doing something right when Guccione's lawyers got in touch and attempted to stop us doing it. Inspired by the fact that anything Guccione's lawyers said was bad was probably on the right track, we put together a version of Caligula, which was at that point the longest available version in the UK without the hardcore porn, which made it obviously unavailable in the UK. Film 4 broadcast the film, which was described incorrectly in some places as a director's cut. It wasn't a director's cut. It was just a long cut with the Guccione inserts cut out. But it did give a sense that amidst the spectacular orgy of the longest possible version, there was something else trying to get out. Which way is the sacred marriage bed? Well, this will have to do. See you later. Little Boots, I thought you didn't like virgins. I've never known any. That is correct, Sazonia. <laughs> In 2007, the Imperial edition of Caligula was released on DVD. Now, by this point, censorship standards in the UK had changed. What was once deemed to be obscene was no longer deemed to be problematic. And the UK Imperial edition DVD came out with two versions of the film. 
One of them was the long, hardcore version with all the frolicking penthouse pets and all the stuff that Bob Gagioni had stuck in there after filming it with Giancarlo Louis. And the other was a long version that didn't include the hardcore porno inserts and used some alternative footage. This version was good enough to entice Malcolm McDowell and Helen Mirren to be involved in commentaries, thus suggesting that actually there was some kind of refinding of the original film on the cards. It still wasn't perfect, and indeed Malcolm McDowell's commentary begins with the phrase, Oh God! And yet, somewhere in there, there was something. Fast forward to 2018, when film scholar Alexander Tushinsky who had done his doctoral thesis on Caligula, and I'm not making that up, said that he was starting to work on a new version of the film. What had happened was this. He had basically got every version of the film available and looked at all of them and realised that none of them looked anything like Tinto Brass's original script, the original script that Tinto Brass had rewritten after he'd thrown out Gore Vidal's script and Gore Vidal had taken his name off the script before Tinto Brass had his name taken off the film by Bob Guccione. Keeping up? Good. Tyshinsky then went to Kelly Holland, who had recently bought Penthouse, and told her that he thought that in the material that she now owned, there was a masterpiece waiting to get out. She knew nothing about this at all, and was surprised when Tyshinsky said that he thought there was a film in there that was up with the best work of Fellini or Pasolini from the mid-1970s. She was even more surprised when he told her that there was a warehouse which had boxes and boxes of films, scripts, stills, designs, and everything else relating to Caligula that she now owned. In fact, according to the short documentary Mission Caligula, this stuff was saved from being dumped just a couple of days before the shredders moved in because, since the new owners didn't know that they had a warehouse full of this stuff, they'd stopped paying the rent on it, and the people that owned the warehouse were about to destroy everything they had. Most importantly, Tyshinsky found the 1977 work print, the one on which Tinto Brass had cut the first 84 minutes of the film before being fired by Bob Guccione. He is now working on a reconstruction that begins with those 84 minutes, albeit translated from the black and white work print into a colour version, and then continues to reconstruct the rest of the film as according to Tinto Brass's specific instructions, although Brass's involvement, when we last looked, still seemed rather vague. The fact of the matter is, Brass hasn't talked a lot about Caligula since it happened, since it clearly took its toll upon both him and his career. And yet now people are starting to say that there is something worth finding. In fact, Kelly Holland said, it's as if Leonardo da Vinci was unable to finish the Mona Lisa. Which is, let's be honest, probably talking it up more than it deserves. That's the best of my stallions. Serve the state, Caligula. Although the people in it are wicked beasts. But they love you, Lord. Oh, no. No. They fear me. And that is much better. So, will we ever see a director's cut of Caligula? And will it be substantially different to all the other versions that we've set through? Who knows? In the documentary, they're still looking for financing, and there seems to be so much footage shot that no one's quite sure whether or not it's possible to do a proper reconstruction. There are those who attest that, at one point, the film had the makings of a masterpiece. There are others who simply say... It's a Tinto Brass film with some famous people in it and some nice sets and lots of sex. Get over it. There's a brilliant story about John Gielgud going to see the film when it first opened in America. 
Apparently, Gilgood went to see it at the cinema that was showing the long version with all the hardcore pornographic inserts. In front of him in the queue were two little old ladies, who he imagined must have come to see the film because it had famous actors in it, like himself and Peter O'Toole and Malcolm McDowell. And he decided to sit in the cinema and watch their reaction. And so he sat, watching them as the film played out, in its longest version, with all the potentially obscene material fully intact. At the end of the film, Gilgood walked up the aisle behind them to hear their reaction. They said nothing until one turned to the other and said, well, that was worth $5. Perhaps the best assessment of the film, after all this, is that given by Helen Mirren, who's managed to retain a sense of humour about everything that happened, despite all the recuts, the falling out, the lawsuits, the name-calling. As she famously said of Caligula, it has an irresistible mix of art and genitals in it. Yes, it does. So there we are, Caligula Unbound. Will it ever emerge as a masterpiece, or will it always be just a piece of very, very high-class trash? If you've enjoyed this Hell's Video Store edition of Kermode on Film, then go back through the archive and look at some of our other choices, which include Zardoz. That's right, Zardoz. Thanks for listening, and if you've enjoyed it, remember to download. Keep watching the skies. On the subject of, uh, you know, masterpieces, I have to ask you, I, for years, was convinced that there was a masterpiece in Caligula somewhere. <laughs> Me too. And <laughs> it's, it's really bizarre because I do think, I mean, all the stuff that happened with Guccione and all the reshot stuff yeah, and everything, yeah. somewhere in the middle of that film, mm-hmm. there is a great film, isn't there? I think there may be. I mean, uh, listen, you know, I had a go at it. I, I went into the editing room for a bit, but... Um, so you had a go at d- doing one of Well, those? I had a go, because, uh, you know, just because I tried to get, you know, in the middle and help the huge chasm that had appeared for, from the director, Tinto, Tinto Brass, and the producers in New York. And, and by the way, Guccione was an absolute narcissist, like somebody else we know over there. <laughs> Um, sort of very similar, actually, um, come to think of it. Um, and there is some wonderful sequences. Yeah. And, but, you know, Gore Vidal was really basically, at this point, going through... He was a total drunk. I and mean, he used to call me at 3, 4 in the morning, complaining. I said, Gore, Christ, I've got to be up at 6 to do this shit that you wrote. I mean, <laughs> seriously, you know, thanks a lot. He goes, well, I'm taking my name off it. You know, I went, good, I wish I could take mine off it. <laughs> Too late, you know. Um, you know, I just, look, I'm a professional actor. I did my best. I have existed from the morning of the world and I shall exist until the last star falls from the night. Although I have taken the form of Caius Caligula, I am all men as I am no man, and therefore I am a god. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.